Today's episode is brought to you by iGUIDE. Agents, you already know you need professional photography for your listings, but do you know what else you need that is equally important but overlooked by the majority of realtors? 3D tours and accurate floor plans. National Association of Realtors has found that buyers rate floor plans as the third most important part of a listing, even more important than neighborhood information. Also, 20% of buyers will ignore listings that do not contain floor plans. iGUIDE has the most accurate floor plans and best virtual tour technology in the industry. Visit goiguide.com to find a local photographer for your next listing. Top producers know the value of floor plans and virtual tours. Take your business to the next level by visiting goiguide.com. That's go, the letter I, guide.com. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with top producer Joe Zimmerman. Before we get to Joe, just a couple of quick reminders. Uh, Well, first, thank you for continuing to listen and support our show. If you'd like to help us keep growing, uh, the best way you can do that is by telling a friend. Think of one other real estate agent that wants to get to that next level and hasn't yet done it or you know, it's funny, when, when I was at the National Association of Realtors, going off script for just a second, I got to meet some of our fans. And surprisingly, the fans I met out at the National Association of Realtor Conference were already top producers. So this isn't just for agents who want to be top producers. But if there is anyone that you know that is wanting to strive to get to that next level, whether they're already a top producer or they're just starting out, send them a link to our show. Um, Send them over to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode we've ever done can be streamed right from a browser. Or if the person you're sending our show to is already a podcast fan, then just have them pull up a podcast app, search for Keeping It Real, and hit that subscribe button. And for everyone who is listening on an Apple device, if you're listening through the Apple Podcasts app, we'd really appreciate if you you could leave us a review. It helps us know how we're doing and also helps us get more visibility to get more listeners tuned into our show. Hope everyone is having a great end of the year. And now on to our interview with Joe Zimmerman. Today on the show, we have Joe Zimmerman from the Zimmerman Group with Keller Williams One Chicago in here, where I broadcast out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about Joe. Now, with more than 18 years experience in the real estate industry, Joe Zimmerman has the tools and resources to provide each client and each agent on his team with something greater during every step of their real estate experience. Now, Joe has been consistently recognized as a top producer in Chicago. He's a He's a bit of a legend here. Uh, He's also built a team that sells more than 200 homes 
per year. Now, the Zimmerman Group continues to rank within the top 1% of the Chicago Association of Realtors, which is a big deal because there's about 20,000 members. So he's in the top 1%. And he has been personally recognized by the National Association of Realtors uh, as one of their top 30 under 30. We've had many 30 under 30 people here. Uh, Joe, of course, has been one as well. And the Chicago Association of Realtors has named him a top 40 under 40 list for his achievements in sales. Now, as an agent and as a team leader, uh, Joe brings his excellent client service and extensive industry knowledge to each individual relationship. Above all else, Joe is a family man. And likewise, he encourages his colleagues to prioritize a healthy work-life balance because he knows that personal joy yields professional success. Now, please visit the Zimmerman Group to learn more about what Joe and his team offer at, and here's the website, it is the ZPG. Dot com. I'm going to spell that one more time. It's the Z is in Zimmerman, P is in Paul, G is in group, uh, dot com, the ZPG.com. And by the way, before, I always forget to mention this until the very end. And just in case you're about to sign off or log off and you've heard of this this far, Joe and his team are always looking for uh, talent to join the Zimmerman group. So another reason to visit the ZPG.com is whether you're a client looking to work with a top producing team, or if you're an agent wanting to work with a top producing team, check out the zpg.com. That will also be in the show notes for this article. Uh, sorry for this episode. Joe, thanks for, I know there's a long intro, but thanks so much for being on our show. Hey, DJ, I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much as well. And I'm glad to, to be your Chicago representative here today. So thanks again. I appreciate, appreciate it. I'm honored to, to get this started. It's funny. Our I was telling Joe just before we started that our producer Zana said, "I can't remember the last time we've had a Chicago guest. We we have a couple of Chicago guests that regularly come on, um, but but not in this sort of style of of uh, episode we're doing now. So it's been a while for us. So we're excited to uh, to to talk to a, a local Chicago guy. Um, and, and you have such an impressive." Uh, just history in this industry and, and your reputation is, is incredible as well. Um, but I'd like to go all the way back to the beginning of your real estate career. Um, wouldn't, I would love to hear and our audience, I'm sure would love to hear sort of why you got into real estate and, and how it happened for you. Yeah, DJ, happy to share that. So I know it's been a while now. It's actually been 20, 20 plus years now. So, wow. um, you know, I actually got into the real estate by default. You know, I knew that I always loved the creative aspect of in uh, the architecture and creative aspect of homes and and things like that and 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 you know loft a loft the Chicago loft like almost like this the uh, the movie Big right Tom Hanks yeah. that was always a dream right you know all the sure. Chicago but that was that so anyways I started looking for real estate uh, you know I've always been a, um, a a saver and somebody that basically was an entrepreneur at heart and um, I, I never rented right outside of college. So I wow. saved up my money and decided, hey, I'm going to I'm going to go look for a condo, you know, uh, actually a loft in the city of Chicago. And uh, when I started looking for it, I realized the love I had for it. So I was in the medical field um, right, right then at that point in time out of college. I was in the medical field and I did not like hospitals, DJ. So obviously that, <laughs> that was not going to work out for me. So anyways, sure. I, um, I went to my real estate agent at the time and said, this is really cool what you do. This is awesome. And he looked at me and said, you should get in this. You should do this. And literally, I took the week's course later and I jumped right into it. Wow. That's and so. So what age were you when, when you were like right out of right out of school, basically? Yeah. So I graduated college in 20. I was 21 and uh, had a year job in the medical field at 22. And I started real estate in 23. Wow. That 
that first of all, it's impressive that you bought a place and, and have and never rented and were, were sort of savvy enough to save money at a time when I know at that age, at those ages, I, I just, it wasn't even an idea that I would own a place in the next, you know, five, 10 years. So um, that that's, I would say, yeah, that's probably a pretty good indicator that you're into this industry. And yeah. I was, as you were talking about the Chicago loft experience and, and, and like the movie big, and like, I remember, you know, it's funny that you brought that up because I hadn't thought about that movie in a long time, but that yeah, that scene where he gets his own, his own place right. is, I was like, man, that looks like paradise because I was, you know, young at the time, and and I just remember Trampoline, how beautiful right? that. Trampoline in, in the con, in the, oh. in the He had like a pinball machine. He had a yeah. video game, and he had all sorts of cool things in there. Exactly. Um, but but you're absolutely right. That's that's uh, that, that's a it's a great first introduction to real estate in a sense. Um, and then, you know, I, look, I mean, a 23 year old starting in this industry as a real estate broker is that is a tough a tough thing because I'm assuming most of your friends probably weren't um, as forward thinking as you at, at that age for to, to start home ownership. Um, I suspect you can do some leasing um, that would keep you busy, but I am curious and like, how does a 23 year old start to get clients? Um, it just seems like that would be a, a really difficult task. Yeah. I mean, well, first and foremost, DJ, it, you know, um, it was different in two, what was that? 2002. Yeah different environment than it is in 2022, right? <laughs> so, um, but at the end of the day, you're right. It was difficult because more people were renting instead of buying, right? And um, I, I I didn't believe in renting, right? I believed, I believe in home ownership. Right. So the hustle was real, right? You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it any other way. You know, how did, how did you do it? Really, really grit, right? You know, really kind yeah. of just understanding that you're going to have, you were going to have to work hard now, you know, that is that that changed organically changed for me in my life. But in the beginning, I knew nothing other than work hard, talk to people and opportunities going to come to you. So at 23 years old, I just, you know, I, I out hustled a lot of my competitors. Yeah, it's funny. I, I've been doing the show a long time. And that answer is absolutely the most consistent answer we get about how'd you get started, um, particularly for agents that are, uh, that start younger. Um, yeah. But even really for any, any age and any age, uh, that seems to be the, the universal answer. And I, I keep um, hoping one day somebody will say, no, I have the super secret technique that only I know about, but I'll share it with your audience. Hasn't happened yet. So it seems to be grit and, and just learning the industry. I imagine, um, you know, in 2002, there, there was, God, there was so much development going on too. And, and um, I, I know that it, I do remember those times there were interest only loans that were real yeah. popular and people were, were, you know, able to, you know, sort of see, do things maybe a little differently than they are today. But, you know, how important were like for a new agent like yourself, how important by using grit were things like open houses? Was that, was that important for you as an agent who maybe didn't have listings, but sort of, you know, I don't know how popular that was back then for new agents to say to uh, more exist, more experienced agents, Hey, can I come do open houses for you? Yeah, I mean, DJ is a great question, and I appreciate it. And I, I, I did open houses and realized early on I did not like them, right? <laughs> so, you yeah. know, now fast forward through some years, I've had some coaches in my career and stuff like that and, and, and who have basically said to me, hey, do what you want to do, right? Like build, right. You know, build the business that you want to build by stuff that you will absolutely do. Well, I realized early on that I was not going to be doing open houses, right? <laughs> So I left, but I did leverage other agents that I worked with, you know, at, at the brokerage I worked with 
to get opportunity to go out there and, and show places, right. And build relationships with people. So I educated myself, but really what I, what I did at a high level was just contact people, right. Which we now know is, you know, kind of categorized in my world as the, the 33 touch of Gary Keller, you know, the sure. real estate agent book. But, um, I, I, I literally came up and grew up in, in, uh, uh, in a culture that my parents taught me of just it's a contact sport, no matter what you're doing as far as sales is concerned, it's a contact sport. So just talk to people, right? And talk about an opportunity for them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. Uh, that, that probably is, um, it's funny. I have a personal trainer and and I, I asked I, I ask her, uh, I've, I asked her recently, I've been with her for a few years and, mm-hmm. and I said, um, boy, what's, I said, you know, it's funny. People are always looking for like the fountain of youth and, 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 you know, maybe there are some, some particular lifestyle habits that will prolong people's lives, obviously diet, exercise, various things to improve happiness and, and et cetera. And she goes, you know what the real fountain of youth is? She goes, it's, it's a strength training. And uh, she goes, it's, you know, that's actually, you know, sort of what science has said is, is one of the uh, most beneficial ways to sort of slow down the aging process. And, um, and, and, you know, it, I wish it was something that was, took a lot less effort, uh, but, but I think contacting people is, is maybe that same thing for real estate agent success. And it really is about your sphere of influence. And, and like, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of Gary Keller. And of course you are too, you work, work at his company. Um, right. But Gary Keller, of course, with a millionaire real estate agent, which is, I haven't found anything better written about how to be successful. And I know it was recently updated, but, um, but yeah, the 33 touches is, is everything, right? It's making sure everybody, you know, doesn't forget what you do and why they should contact you. Um, so I'm curious too, because I know that there's a lot of our listeners who think, well, I don't, yeah, I know I should be talking to my sphere and, and just, you know, you've mentioned presenting them with an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind, you know, and I don't want you to share, you know, too much of, 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 you know, your, your team's sort of secret sauce, but when you, when you are talking about an opportunity, um, you know, what, what are some of the things that you mentioned to, to your contacts? Yeah, no. And DJ, we're, uh, myself and my team are open book and transparent. Yeah. You know, so we will we will share everything that we can because we believe that we should get the industry better together, right? Yeah. And, and 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 you know, not not be comp competitors, right? And just there's sure. enough to go around. So you know, to, to that point, what do we do? Well, you know, now in the world of social media, right, and LinkedIn and and Facebook and all that, people typically know what you do, right? That's a fair yeah. statement to say, right? Yeah. So what we, what what our strategy now is is really building a community of like-minded people. And we do that through events, okay? And I want to define events for you. An event is a call to action. It's not necessarily, a lot of times you hear events and you think, oh, I got to throw a party or I got to do something that's going to cost money. That is part of it, but it's also a call to action thing, right? You know, something called to action to bring value to your clients, to build a community of like-minded people. So at the end of the day, right, um, it's easy to call people up or text people in today's world or whatever your preferred method of communication is. And just say, hey, DJ, it's Joe Zerman calling. I just want to let you know about an event that we're having. Would love to invite you and see if you, you and your family would be welcome to come, you know, or welcome to yeah. join us, however that is, right? So at the end of the day, we're not doing the, you know, um, never too busy for your referrals or <laughs> right. you know, any, anything like that. We're really just building a community of like-minded people who want to help support each other. 
Um, yeah, it, I love all of that. And I will just, this is my own personal preference. And there's, of course, no right or wrong answer to this, but please don't do the I'm never too busy for your referrals thing. That is, that has been played out 30, 40 years ago. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to read it. Say something uh, different. But but I, I think um, what, what Joe said is, is a great, so I asked Joe just to go recap this question you know, what are you reaching out to people? What's the opportunity? And Joe said, well, I create an event with an opportunity. I invite, it gives me a perfect reason to reach out and say, oh, by the way, I'm hosting this thing. If you want to show up, great. Now I suspect with, you know, I don't know, are you guys going back to doing in-person or are you still staying virtual for now? You know, DJ, we're doing a hybrid of both, right? Nice. You know, so sometimes it's, hey, come by and pick up, you know, a bottle of wine from us. Or sometimes it's, hey, support this local charity, like Pause in Chicago. We just didn't yeah. Know- where we supported pause in Chicago. It was outside, right? But one of the better ones that we did, DJ, which um, I would encourage everyone to do was last year because you couldn't visit Santa, right? We brought Santa to them via Zoom, right? So we had- Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely, right? We had, we sent it out and sent, had had time slots, registered a Zoom with Santa, right? So we have hired a Santa, had the fire Santa background. We had probably 150 families registered for this. Why I, I w- I've never heard of anybody having done that. It is, seems like such a no-brainer. Yeah. And uh, wow, what a what a. Gr- and so I love this too because this isn't necessarily a you know hey and and, and again in no way am I suggesting that having um, events that are like first-time homebuyer webinars are, are not a, or seminars are not a good idea. Those are great ideas. But I love the fact that you're having other types of events, social events, fun events. Um, volunteer events, like with pause, the Santa thing is amazing. Um, and, uh, what a great, basically you're just providing value to people. Yeah. Just letting them really, you know, in today's world, people want to know who you are, right? They want to know what you stand for and who you are. Um, obviously now being in the real estate career for 20 years, I have, you know, as you said, it's the reputation is, yeah, I can sell a home, right? right? And I could, I could find a home for someone. But at the end of the day, people want to feel good about what you stand for and who you are. So having these events is, you know, is, is something that we do at a high level and do well to, to let them know who we are, that we care about them. Right. Sure. And being passionate, like pauses is, is such a great example of a, uh, a charitable organization that it, and I think they're, they're nationwide, I believe, but certainly they have a huge presence here in Chicago and they're um, you know, they're basically a, a, an animal shelter adoption center. And, you know, it's funny, I've always thought volunteer efforts um, really don't get utilized enough by real estate agents as an event, because I think most people are very busy in their lives, especially if they have families and children, and maybe they have this aspiration to volunteer more, but they're probably busy. They're working a job. They're also doing home stuff and, you know, everything else that that is included in just living a life. And sometimes volunteer stuff doesn't always make the, the top of that list. And so here you are giving them an opportunity to fulfill maybe even that part of them that doesn't always get to be able to do that. Um, so they're going to feel good about themselves. They're going to feel good about you also for introducing them to it. And who doesn't like animals, right? So like, it, and not to say that that was a calculated thing. I'm sure you're super passionate about paws. I, I, I adopted a, a pet from uh, actually from anti-cruelty, not paws, but, but, um, but I, I, I'm a big believer in that stuff too. But again, people just love animals and they love to, to want to give back and so it's really such a smart, a smart thing to offer because it gives people a reason to feel good about themselves. 
themselves in, at the same time go, Hey, Joe, put this really cool event together. Um, so I, I love that. I absolutely it's love that. What it, you said opportunity, right? It's an opportunity to, to feel good about yourself, right? To go, go, whether, no matter what it is, it's some sort of opportunity to do something, right? Totally. Um, I'd like to talk, I know you are very extremely passionate about mindset. We talk about this a lot on the show. It comes up a lot, but I think it can never be talked about too much until our until my audience tells me no more mindset stuff because after five years they just ask for more and more t- discussion on mindset our, our audience they love it um, so I'm just curious on on what that means to you and how you think about you know getting yourself in the right headspace to not only lead your own business but you've got a team to lead you've got a lot of responsibility you've got a family to take care of as well and children so um, let's talk about mindset and sort of what how you think about it. I mean, honestly, DJ, I, I couldn't be more passionate about mindset, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, my belief and our belief um, with a lot of people that we surround ourselves around is, you know, 90% of success is mindset, right? Yeah. And, and I've been passionate about around the millionaire real estate agent book. I referenced it already once. And at the end of the day, the first half of that book is about mindset, right? And it's about, you need to think it first, right? You need to think it and believe it before you start to implement it. Because at the end of the day, if you don't think it and believe it, you're, you're, you're not going to succeed, period, right? So it's the same thing with so much. It's just the passion around that, around with um, also raising children, right? You know, just talking to them about what their mindset needs to be, you know, and removing those limited beliefs from their life of, oh, I can't do that or no. And, you know, and really kind of, you know, leading with yes and how instead of no because, Right. You know, and and really, you know, the plans, the plans and the strategies can always be there. Somebody has already done this before you. Right. Whether it's in real estate, building a business, parenting, whatever it is, investing, somebody has already done it. The plans are there. But the first domino is believing that you can do it. Right. And if you don't believe that you can do it, you're you're done. You're toast. Right. So so having that mindset. Or, or even just, you know, if you're brand new to the industry and you're like, well, I don't really have any confidence because I don't know enough to be confident. I would say if that's where you are, maybe just have the belief that you can become competent, that you can learn this stuff, that thankfully success does leave clues. And there are, boy, just almost an infinite amount of resources these days for successful agents, including just listening to this podcast. But certainly there's a million books uh, and, and YouTube videos you can watch about um, about sort of the skill set and in, in just, in, you know, if you don't work at an office where there's training or, or support, um, you know, it's, it's amazing now you can actually get that. So I, I almost think, you know, you're, you're so right is just believing that either, you know, you have the skills already to do it or that you can get develop the skills to be able to do it. And, um, and thankfully, we're, we're in an industry where there's so many members, so many real estate agents that there's just a, so much material out there to learn from. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're, 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 you're spot on what you say there. And, and like I said, you know, um, be strategic in, in as far as how you're going to think and what your mindset is. And then again, just, just emulate somebody's business that you want is what I would suggest to, you know, to, to others, right? There are the people that are out there that produce big numbers with big teams, you know, and, you know, they might, that might be their life by design that they want. I have chosen over my career that, you know, time is more important to me now than money, right? You know, at the end of the day, I've, I've made some investments and done some things that, you know, and have some, some income coming in that I have funded the life that I want with some of these investments. 
in time with my family and the people I care for and my team is more important. So that was a mindset shift for me, right? You know, so again, that's the, that's the beauty of mindset of, of choose it and then go for it. Yeah, it's, it, it, boy, you said a lot there. Um, this idea of emulating success is, it's so interesting. I ask a lot of times are the top producers that are on our show, how often do newly licensed agents or agents that maybe they aren't even newly licensed, but just, you know, agents who are struggling or who are looking to sort of get that that, you know, next level of business, how often they're reaching out to these. Cause we only interview top 1% agents from all over the country. And, and they, and almost exclusively they say, you know, I don't get that many requests from other agents that say, Hey, can I take you out for a quick cup of coffee and learn a little bit about what you do? Or can I just sit in your office while you're doing some stuff? Um, it's, it's, it's surprising. And, and I'm not suggesting every one of our listeners immediately message Joe to, uh, to, to, to take his time because we know how important time is for him. But um, it, it is something that, that I'm sure you'd recommend to agents is find somebody that, that you admire and reach out. And I bet you'd be shocked how many people say, sure, I'll give you a little bit of time. Absolutely. DJ hundred percent. I mean, that's probably the one thing that I would like everyone to hear on this, right? is find yeah. find the person that's business you want or life you want to emulate and then reach out to them right because at the end of the day if you don't hear their story or hear how they approached it or their failures right you know as long as well as their successes you're just assuming that how it went and we all know what happens when you assume right so <laughs> at the end of the day you you know you you need to hear it from them you know and they will be willing for the most part they're, they're going to be willing because they don't want you to have the same struggles that they had. They're going to be willing to share all of their successes, all of their failures with you. And they also might over time say, Hey, uh, I have a team. I have a group. Um, You know, I I'd love to talk to you about, about joining forces. So I know that there's possibly some, even aside from all the skills you'll learn and and the habits you'll learn might have some business opportunities there as well. So uh, don't be shy, reach out to these top agents. When we first started the show, this show is all about talking to top producers and we just reached out to a bunch and um, eventually uh, some people said, yeah. And uh, n- now we don't really have to do that, but, but it is something that we were shocked. I mean, we were nobody and nobody knew us. And we said, Hey, could we have you, you know, on the show? And would you be willing to tell, you know, our non-existent audience at the time all about your business? And they said, sure. And I don't think, I don't know that we ever got turned down maybe once or twice, but um, hundreds and hundreds of episodes later, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing that most top producers like yourself are so generous and, and willing uh, to share a little bit of their knowledge with, with other agents. And I also know um, disruption is, is, is very interesting to you as well. And, and we hear about the real estate industry being disrupted, I suspect, since the beginning of, of your career even, um, although maybe that word wasn't used as much. But really, there's been a huge evolution in technology um, since you started and, and to where we are today. And there's new players in the space all the time. Some make it, some don't. Um, some are, are profitable, some aren't. Um, but it, it really has changed the way the real estate agent the real or broker uh, here in Illinois, we call them all brokers. Um, but how they interact with clients and what their responsibilities are. Um, you know, probably when you started, I imagine the MLS wasn't easily available to people outside of this industry. It was really behind lock and key. The Zillows of the world hadn't really become a, a thing yet. And uh, so it wasn't as easy to find the inventory if you were not working with an agent. Now, of course, 
anyone can get to the MLS without without an agent. Um, but um, so let's talk about about disruptors and what that means to you and how how you found that Im- impacting your business. Well, I mean, I, the reason DJ, thank you for asking me that because the reason I'm so passionate about it is this this business, this industry has been so such a such a blessing for me and my family, right? So I'm passionate that I that that I do what I can to keep the agent as the fiduciary and keep the agent in the center of the transaction. Now, you know, in my opinion, this the fundamentals are always going to win, right? I'm a big I'm a big reader of John Wooden and you know. Oh and, sure. Right. You know, the fundamentals are always going to win. So master the fundamentals is what I want people to hear. And, it, and by doing that, it's, it's, it's time on task over time with these fundamentals. Right. So, you know, to go out and play in the NBA and, and play on an all star game and you can't dribble. Right. You're not going to you're not going to do very well. Right. So at the end of the day, master that. But when we talk about disruption, the, the, you, you'll agree with me, DJ. I mean, there's it's complete chaos out there, right? I don't complete know. Complete chaos. I don't know if the consumer knows who to, you know, go to or trust anything anymore, right? So, um, but the reason that I see what's what's going on and why I'm so passionate about it is because we can remain as a fiduciary if we're if we all do it on a united front, right? And and my suggestion is that we master the fundamentals of running a business. We don't get attracted to those shiny objects. We use technology to enhance the experience, but we remain the fiduciary in the center of the transaction, if that makes sense. It, it does. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit more about what, what you see the role of the agent as today um, and, and maybe how that shifted a little. I, I think you're right. And and I'm a huge coach. I, I don't I know nothing about sports truthfully, but I know who, who coach John Wooden was. And uh, he was an, uh, the UCLA uh, coach. Um, and he basically was the winningest coach in NCAA history. I don't know if that's changed, but I think he won seven NCAA championships in a row or something like that. And then I think he won like nine over 13 years or whatever, something that's never been replicated. And he was only a fundamentals guy. In fact, one of my favorite John Wooden sort of stories was uh, I heard him interviewed once and they said, do you really never look at the scoreboards? You talked about shiny objects, you know, maybe getting that million dollar listing or, or, or whatever that, that just amazing client that's going to take your business to the next level. Um, I thought that way when, when we partnered with Facebook and Zillow to be come on our show, I thought, oh my gosh, this is the shiny object. This is going to take my podcast. And I love both Facebook and Zillow. I'm in no way suggesting that they weren't great partners. They are, um, but did not take my, <laughs> did not take my podcast to the next level. But, but coach John Wooden said, I never look at the scoreboard. And, and, and so I went, okay, he looks at the scoreboard and he was like, no, I legitimately never look at the scoreboard because it doesn't matter. He said, I don't care if we win or lose, because if, you know, he would tell his players, if you just, if you just exercise the fundamentals, you'll walk off the court and you'll know if you, if you tried your hardest, if you tried your hardest, you're going to feel good, no matter what happens to the scoreboard. And if you, if, even if you do win, but you didn't try your hardest, you're not going to feel good. So I, I'm a, I'm such a big fan of that. I apologize for going on a little, little tear there, but um, I'm such a big fan of, of John Wooden. So um, anyway, um, but yeah, let's talk about the, the role of the agent, you know, how has it shifted and, and how has technology made part of the agent, you know, sort of responsibilities easier even? Yeah. I mean, so again, my, my coaching and my training has always been, Hey, the business has always been agent led and technology enhanced, yeah. right? That has now shifted where it's going to be now, it's now going to be technology led and agent enhanced. So yeah. at the end of the day, that experience that needs to be given to the, um, to the consumer has never been more heightened than it is right now. 
right? People want to feel good. They want to feel yeah. communicated to, right? So the disruption, I, I personally think that you have all of the, the, the focus on the technology disruption. And at the end of the day, really the internal agent is really disrupting the industry as well with, with teams and expansion, right? Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, at the end of the day, like I encourage everyone to go at this at your, you know, if you want to do it by yourself or build your own team. And you should also consider joining a team as well, because the, the service that these teams are providing now to the, to the consumer is at the highest level. Right. And, and, you know, and there's an expectation now from the consumer that there's an instant response and there's a great experience and things. So using technology as that tool, right, to help it's to, to help the people and the systems and the tools. Right. That's any business model, people, systems, tools, using the technology as the tool to help communicate better is important. But giving that experience, in my opinion, is is the disruption that is happening and needs to happen. Right. And, and we are we are giving that. And now the real estate industry is just upping their game. Right. Yes, I, I agree. And I'm I, you know, I just went through a buying process myself. And even though I'm in the industry and you know, we have, what, 800 realtors here at our own firm um, and, and at the firm you're at, there's, God, there's more than that um, here in the Chicagoland area. And I thought, oh, I won't go through the emotional ups and downs of the buying process. I had been through it before. I thought, oh, I've not only have I been through this before, I'm in the industry. This is not going to be emotionally challenging for me. And it was. And I was freaking out the whole time during the process from start to finish. I was completely uh, stressed. I was, you know, going through that emotional roller coaster of, you know, well, they want this and we want this and, and, and just, you know, oh, is this going to fall apart? Can I afford it? Et cetera. And I really relied upon my boss who helped, helped me through it to really just talk me off the ledge a bunch. And I realized, you know, um, the average consumer, I mean, I mean, I'm a little high strung, but I'm not, I don't think I worry more than the average person, but right. I said, if, if I'm in this industry and I'm freaking out about a purchase and it isn't even my first purchase, this has got to be something that I don't think technology has solved for yet the sort of emotional um, intelligence that an agent can bring to yeah. sort of keeping their client, you know, you said feeling it, at least if not good neutral, or yeah. at least if they're feeling negative, they are there to hear that and help them and, and empathize and, and tell them, you know, what is needed to, so that they can relax a bit. Um, yeah. And, and that's something that I think, you know, if technology ever figures that out, I think we're all in trouble one day, but, but it's probably not going to figure it out because it is a human to human sort of thing, empathy, sympathy, connection, um, and just problem solving, you know, is really a, a still a face-to-face -face or human-to-human -human interaction. Um, so I'm curious on how important that is for your team when you talked about, you know, the role of the agent shifting a bit um, and technology is kind of now leading the way, but I don't know if technology can 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 solve for that yet. No, I or agree whatever. with you. I mean, there's nothing like communication, right? You know, so what, what's your communication strategy, right? So, you know, in my opinion, our team goes to, hey, what are the, what are the systems that need to be that need to be running, right, for the people to implement and then the tools, yeah. right, people, systems, and tools. But the, when you ask about our team, it's what is the communication system, yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, like if you're, if you're a top producing team and you're holding, you know, 50 to 150 listings at a time, you know, some of these teams are now, well, yeah. the one client's waking up, that's only their home, right? Yeah, they don't care they're, about the other. They don't care right. about 149, right? They're right. waking up. So what is the communication system so that 
these people are at ease all the time, right? You know, and you 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 mentioned something, DJ, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to it. So think about that anxiety, right? Of that, and you're you're in the industry, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, I, myself, my wife and I purchased a home a year ago. Actually, it was about a year, exactly a year ago, a couple of days ago. And my sister-in-law, who's a great real estate agent, is on our team. She was our agent. Like I wasn't, I was like, I was, I was not dealing with it. I couldn't deal with it. I was like, nope, this is, this is, you know, this is on her. So, you know, a real top producing real estate agent hired a real estate agent to, to, to buy, to buy the home. So, well, all professional athletes have coaches, right? So it, 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 it makes perfect sense. I did the same thing. I, I was, was I technically, I think I was technically the agent on my deal, but really my boss did everything because yeah, yeah. I, I said, I, I don't know what I, I I'm, I'm too emotional about this. And I also, I'm not thinking clearly and I don't want to, they said, what do they say? Like a lawyer who represents himself as a fool for a client or something yeah, like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's not to say that people can't do their own transactions, but, but just the, the idea that it can be that stressful and emotional to have, you know, an objective third party come in and help. Um, again, that's not something technology could solve or, but, but what you or not yet at least, and hopefully never. But what I what I did um, zero in on is, is something um, that that you said uh, that I think is is so important for agents to hear, which is having a communication strat. Like most yeah. people don't have a well defined communication policy or or platform. Like you were saying, thirty three touches, right? That's a communication. Pro, a strategy and process. And, you, and it's difficult to implement that, but at least, you know, that every single person in your sphere is going to get touched that, you know, whatever your, you know, team's yeah. policy is, but they, you, they already know that, you know, before they're even a client, they're never going to f- forget me. They might, maybe they might choose one day not to use me, but they're not going to forget about me because they're going to get touched by me all of these different ways. And, um, uh, and I think most of our audience, you know, could, if you don't already have some sort of communication strategy or policy and, and millionaire real estate agent gives you a great example of how to set one up, um, that is something to consider for 2022 is, you know, don't leave it up for chance that the people in your sphere are just going to instantly use you just because you're their friend. They might forget that you're a realtor or they might just out of sight, out of mind. Um, and uh, having a communication strategy, whether it's an existing client, I, I, I'm sorry to monopolize this, but I just was reminded of a top producer in, in, in Chicago. Uh, I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was somebody within like the top 10 or 15 producers in all of the Chicagoland area out of about 44,000 realtors. And I asked her, what's the secret to communication? Um, and she said, I, I'm embarrassed to say this, she says, but I call every one of my clients every week and give them an update. And I said, okay. And, and what else? And she goes, that's pretty much it. And I said, that's it. And she goes, well, I do other things too, but she goes, that's the one thing I do that most realtors won't even do is call my client every week and say, here's what's going on. Um, so I just was reminded of that. I mean, DJ, think, think about, think about what we've covered here, right? It's like, we talk about the workout in your trainer, right? Like, you know, going back to that, it's like, Hey, pick something and yeah. just do it, right? Yeah. And, and the problem with the, the entrepreneurial real estate agent sometimes is we, we think that we're going to do it all and all at once. Yeah. And we don't do one thing and do it. So you work out as your strategy, right? With your yeah. training, right? Mm-hmm. This agent says, hey, yeah, no, this is my system. I call them once a week and that's it. Well, that works. So, yeah. you know, so don't reinvent the wheel. Keep doing that, right? right. <laughs> so if, if your trainer said to you, hey, you want to lose some weight, you got to go run five miles a day and you're not a runner, you're not going to do it. 
right? right? <laughs> so, so, but they're building a strategy for you that you're going to do. And I think too, in business, as you've done with building a group and, and, and building a team, which is so important, um, not that everyone has to do that. Of course, not everyone does, but think about it from a customer perspective. If, if all of a sudden I'm going to hire Joe and get access to the, the resources that Joe's team provides, which Joe has a large team and they all have different skills and Joe's, you know, going to, you know, charge a particular fee for his services and say, oh, by the way, you get access to my entire team um, versus just the solo practitioner. And that's not to say that you can't be a successful solo practitioner. Of course you can. Um, lots of people are, but this idea of leveraging and, and, and what Joe said is, you know, Hey, maybe you're not good at something. Well, maybe you can partner up with somebody who is good at that other thing that yeah. you just aren't, you just don't want to do, or you're not good at, or you don't care about, but you know, should get done that fundamental of, you know, I should be at open houses, you know, and, and I'm going to hire someone else to, to help do all of those or to partner with me. And maybe they're not good at things that I am good at. Um, so I do love this idea of, of working together and, 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 but at what point in your career did you find that it was time to start a team? I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I appreciate that question, DJ, because, um, at my previous brokerage, I did a lot of development sales, right. Yeah. Um, and I was juggling development sales and outside brokerage at the same time. Ouch. So again, by default, I had to just build a team before I even knew there was a strategy out there or it was going to become a thing. Right. You know, right. So I just, I had to find the leverage right away because there wasn't, there wasn't enough time in, in the day. Right. You know, right. so, um, so, you know, I now coach and know the proven strategies of when to build the team. And I'll get to that in a second, but I just, by default, just had to say, Hey, I needed to, I, I need help. Right. I need leverage. I need somebody to take these buyers out, things like that. And, and I just did it. So I did that early on and it was a mess and it was chaos because I wasn't following a plan. <laughs> right. So I learned a lot, but at the end of the day, when, when I got, when I, when I walked into an environment where it taught the fundamentals of how to build a team, and what the actual data was, and people weren't pontificating their opinion, you know, right. I followed the plan, right? And I followed the plan. And I would tell any realtor right now that leverage is key. And depending on your market and where you're at, you can do zero to about 30, maybe 36 homes a year with 36 homes is a lot by yourself, you know, three homes a month. But when you're tracking to do 24 to 30 homes a month, you need to start looking for leverage right away. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and so it, it is. It is one of those things where we're now. And, and think of it too for our listeners on just how well that looks in a listing presentation. That you're basically you. Maybe you can even charge more if you have a team because you can say, "Well, I'm we're." have more mouths to feed here and we're offering more services that the individual practitioner, you know, maybe just can't do, uh, cause we've sort of scaled this up. Um, but, uh, yeah, having, having pe people to leverage, you know, you also said something that I just was curious. This is a completely sort of off, not off topic per se, but, uh, off the, the conversation we're having. I'm just curious if you had a general thought, you talked about working with developments yeah. and that is, uh, a lot of our listeners dream situation is to work with developers. Of course, every realtor wants to get chosen, maybe not every realtor, but a lot of them want to get chosen to be, to represent certain projects. Um, do you have any suggestions about somebody who goes, you know, I've never really done that, but I would love to learn sort of how to develop those relationships. Yeah. I mean, 
So I know I sound like a broken record and there's no sexiness to this DJ, but there's no difference than staying in touch with your, it's building a relationship. There's yeah. no difference than staying in touch with your sphere. If this is a, if this person just develops more homes than selling one, it's really the same strategy as far as forming the relationship with them. Now there's a second step to that, right? You know, and you have to educate yourself on how to, how to help market a building or, or a development and things like that and how to price it out and all that jazz. But again, go find somebody who's done it and ask them for their advice, you know, ask them to help you ask them for, you know, you can do a referral fee from them or some sort or partner up with them, which you said earlier, but the, the, the beginning of your question is pick who you want to be in business with and then go talk to them and build a community with them. Right. That's, that's, again, there's no, no sexiness. It's just the fundamentals. Well, I think, I almost think that's a great place to end because it is, that is really the, the lesson of we've done gosh, 300 and whatever episodes of, of the show now. And that is, that is always been um, a consistent message. And I think it's a good one for people to hear. And, and uh, yeah, maybe it isn't sexy, but you know, when I go work out at the gym and my trainer has me do push-ups, that's not sexy either. Um, but yeah. it's a, it's a heck of a good idea. And yeah. so, uh, you know, I think fundamentals are what win the game. Most of the time, uh, sometimes you get lucky. Um, but most people I don't think can sustain luck over too long of a period. Um, but certainly, uh, fundamentals, can get you through and, and, and mindset being one of those fundamentals. Um, so I think what a perfect message to sort of end on. I do want to mention for any of our listeners, a um, couple of opportunities for you with Joe and his team. If you are an agent here in the Chicagoland area, and maybe you're not getting the assistance you need from, from your company, or you just want to see what other opportunities are out there, um, Joe and his team would love the opportunity to, to chat with you. They are a top, top, top producing team here in the Chicagoland area. So you can always find them at Joe's and you can reach out to them via Joe's website, uh, which is the zpg.com. And also if you're an agent from outside of Chicago, of course, we have agents from all over the country and, and be in other countries. And if you do have clients moving to the Chicagoland area, or you have referrals that, that you are looking for a good Chicago agent to work with, well, yeah, check out the Zimmerman group again, the zpg.com. Uh, Joe is uh, here. I can vouch not that Joe needs me to vouch for him, but here in the Chicagoland area, Joe and his team are very incredibly well-respected and you would probably won't be in any better hands. So uh, definitely reach out to him. Um, and if there's any buyers and sellers out there that also just want to work with a top producing team uh, or renters or developers, reach out to the Zimmerman group at the zpg.com. All their contact information is there. Well, Joe, thank you so much for being on our show. I know you were on when I first started the show, believe it or not, uh, four or five years ago, you were on my list of like people to introduce or people to, to, to get on the show. And I'm glad we, we were able to, to grab a few minutes of your time. Um, so thank you for being on the show and, and every one of your messages, I think will resonate with our audience because well, clearly it's worked for you and it seems to be a, a common sense approach. Um, so for, on behalf of the audience, we want to thank Joe uh, and, and for, for coming on and 
I know how much free time Joe has and it isn't much. And so I appreciate you jumping on for, for some time with us. And also on behalf of Joe and myself, we want to thank our listeners and our viewers for continuing to support our show. In addition to uh, checking out Joe's website, definitely uh, check out ours as well. We have um, all of our episodes are streamed right from a browser. If you go to keepingitrealpod.com, um, you can also subscribe to our show with any podcast app that you might be using, including iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, you know, all the different places to listen to podcasts. So please tell a friend as well about this show. Think of one other agent that you know that could benefit from hearing from this great conversation with Joe and send them a link to this episode. Um, we would appreciate it. It will help continue to keep our show running. Um, so Joe, thank you so much for being on the, on the podcast. It really was about four years um, that I wanted to get you on here. So I'm so grateful that we, we finally did. Um, and uh, we thank you and we will see everybody on the next episode. Thanks, thank Joe. Thank you, DJ. Appreciate it very much. Uh-oh.